Good morning. It is Thursday, August the 31st, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Unless you thought, I thought yesterday was the last day of August. It's today. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Begin today with consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, I Killed Jesus. Our text is Acts chapter 3, verses 17 to 20. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, then, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Talk about a plot turn in Peter's proclamation. The guy who had never walked a step is leaping and dancing. The people are standing in amazement and wonder. Peter is telling them that it wasn't their power that healed the man, but the love of Jesus. And then this, and from yesterday's text. Number one, you handed him over to be killed. Number two, and you disowned him before Pilate. Number three, even though Pilate was going to let him go. Four, you disowned the holy and righteous one. Five, and you asked that a murderer be released instead. Six, you killed the author of life. Seven, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. At a moment when most of us would be slapping high fives and snapping selfies with the healed guy, Peter does something completely different. He preaches the gospel, and he made it personal. I'm no grammarian, but by my analysis, four times Peter uses the second person personal pronoun, you. Not they, or them, or him but you. When someone levels an accusation at you, you must ask the question, me? 
and you must face the reality of, yes, you. And the beautiful thing about the second person personal pronoun is by naming none of us, he includes all of us. This is the ultimate story that the law of sin and death is writing through unredeemed humanity. You killed the author of life. How do you deal with that? Can you own some of the responsibility here? Until you do, you will never get on with the gospel of becoming a real Christian. In fact, maybe that's part of the problem. I think I should only own some of the responsibility. We hear sentimental sayings like, if I were the only one, Jesus would have still died for me. And Peter makes clear, even our ignorance is no excuse. My sin is responsible for Jesus' death, as they say for effect, period. If my sin is responsible for Jesus' death, then I must own total responsibility for the death of Jesus. Same for you. It's not a little bit of me and a little bit of you. It's all of all of us. I killed the author of life. And you did too. And God raised him from the dead. What if the limit of our progress in the transformational life of the gospel of Jesus is the extent to which we have owned our responsibility for making it necessary. Said another way, what if I cannot go any further into the miraculous life of the gospel until I own my responsibility for making the gospel necessary? Yes, I did it. I killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive the clarity of your self-honesty and release the cloak of my self-deception. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration. 
that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. The question, have you come to the place where you are taking personal responsibility for the crucifixion of Jesus? Why or why not? Why might this be essential? How about you? You killed the author of life. Can you own it? You can start right now. It is the only way to the life you desperately long to live. And for our hymn today, we're going to be singing one of those songs we're accustomed to singing during Holy Week each year. Were you there? Hymn number 249 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. It's interesting, this hymn says, were you there when they crucified my Lord? When they, were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they pierced him in the side? And I think the real point here is like, if you were there, you realized you nailed him to the tree and you pierced him in the side. and. Thus and so. But sing it in that spirit, at least anyway. This is an old African-American spiritual. I'll keep it a little bit up-tempo, or it could take us a long time to get through it. But that's the whole point, isn't it? To, to go there, to dwell there, to, you know, near the cross, O Lamb of God, bring its scenes before me. Help me live from day to day with its shadow me. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Tremble, tremble. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they pierced him in the side? Were you there when they pierced him in the side? Oh, Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they pierced him in the side? Were you there when the sun refused to shine? 
Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Oh, 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 sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? I haven't sung that in a while, and I've really probably never sung it outside of Holy Week. Well, we just did. And as I'm singing there, it just kind of hits me. You know, sometimes it causes me to tremble, but maybe not every time. And maybe it's those sometimes when I realize that was me there nailing him to the cross, to the tree, piercing him in the side, laying him in the tomb. That was me. That was my sin. Sometimes. It causes me to tremble. Oh my gosh. Guys, this is a sobering thing, and this is this is how we come into this story. This is the only way in to this story. This is the door. Is realizing it was my sin, you know, as as John Newton the the slave trader saved by amazing grace and then wrote the song, famously said, he said, I know two things to be true. I am a great sinner and Jesus is a great savior. We spent so much time on this in Romans. Um, We can't leave it behind. And... You know, I I don't believe we, I believe the only way that we don't just persist as miserable sinners is that we wake up and actually repent, which is to say, realign ourselves with the story that Jesus is writing and would write our lives into. We got one shot at this. This is not a dress rehearsal. Well, gang, we're making our way through Acts. We're to chapter three. We're man, we're 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 going fourteen this series, this season. We got a long way to go before we sleep. Let's be careful to linger and not run on to the next thing. But that said, the fields are waiting for us out there. There's sowing to be done today. You're going to run across people 
you don't know where they've been, what they're facing, how hard things have been for them, how deceived maybe they have been in their life. And it's going to fall to you to sow a seed of goodness, of love, of kindness, of... I don't know what it'll be, but the Holy Spirit does. And um, we're going to be ready. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 